something kind of fun is Mr. Irrelevant, who uh, it's a nickname given to the last player of the NFL draft. And Mr. Irrelevant. <laughs> I didn't know that. The business of sales is sometimes harder than actually making the sale in the first place. See, you're not only a professional salesperson, you're a business owner. But the focus always seems to be on sales. Well, we're here to help you. I've been in the sales world and training sales professionals for over four decades. My name's Morris Sims. I've seen some great salespeople fail because they didn't run their business very well. Well, we're going to share success concepts and interview some great entrepreneurs who are going to help you in your business. Welcome to the Business of Sales. Hey, did you see the game last night? Yeah, I know. You heard that before, huh? <laughs> of course you did. And I don't know about you, but sometimes, except during college football season, when somebody says, hey, did you see the game last night? I go, what game? We're not playing football right now. And they say, oh, Morris, you didn't see the basketball game, the lacrosse tournament, the, the this, that, and the other. And I'm going, I don't really know what you're talking about. And then I feel left out in the cold. And on top of that, I'm left out of the conversation. I have a friend that can help. Amy Siegfried is with us today. Amy is a part of a company called Last Night's Game, and she can help us all understand sports from a not, not necessarily a heavy sports background. Amy, tell us how this all works. Thank you for being here, first of all. Number one, thanks for being on the show. And, man, I'm just really excited about talking about this whole thing. Well, thank you so much, Morris, for having me. Um, how this all came together uh, I'll give you the short abbreviated version, but uh, I worked for the Arizona Diamondbacks as an intern when I was in college, and I was at a game with one of my girlfriends, and the guys were running off the field, and she said, what are they doing? And I said, they have three outs. And she said, what's an out? <laughs> and I, I realized that she was she did not have that exposure to the world of sports like I had over the course of my, my life, yeah, and yeah. that that was a huge advantage I had that I never really knew was an advantage. Uh, until that moment and I wanted to provide her with the same advantage uh, and so she could go ahead and go into the office and go into meetings and things like that and have that advantage of be able to talk and like you said talk shop to to be able to fit in I mean that's it's not to fit in I guess that's not the right way to say it but to be able to join the conversation I think you know we like you said we all want to participate and want to be in the know and so how does that what does that look like and so um, we cover sports in a way that you actually want to talk about sports. Um, it's the human interest side of things. It's the current events. It's really, truly, you know, you and I wouldn't sit here and say, hey, I'm having this cup of coffee with my coffee creamer that's 50 calories a tablespoon. <laughs> right. No, you would say, hey, I love this coffee. Did you get it? It's the Starbucks holiday blend. It's fabulous. And this is why I love it. So that's how we talk about sports. We don't do the 50 calorie tablespoon. We talk about sports in the way that you really want to enjoy them. That's incredible because it, it really is something you need to fit in on, I think. I mean, it's it's all about commonality and building relationships, and we need to do that with the people we work with as well as, uh, you know, prospects and people out there in the real world that we want to do business with. We've got to have that commonality to begin to build a relationship, and for a lot of people, sports is that commonality. Absolutely. So with that in mind, Amy, tell me – yeah, okay, we'll, we'll use me as an example. I love college football. I don't have a problem talking college football. Uh, 
But you get me in front of a bunch of people that like to chase that round ball and throw it into a basket every on each end of a, a, a court, is it? <laughs> you know, I, I, it's like, dude, I don't have a whole lot of experience nor time to uh, help me, Amy. What's basketball? <laughs> well, my favorite piece of basketball is March Madness. And the reason I think that is, it to me, is the Super Bowl of basketball because it's so approachable, right? There are so many other things that go into March Madness than just the basketball games itself. And it really doesn't matter who's really that good. It doesn't matter if you know anything. I mean, I've won my bracket by hitting the autofill button and just <laughs> letting it ride. Um, I have friends who pick their brackets based off of mascots and colors or some who just sort of go, ah, uh, this one seems great. Okay, pick that one. Because your chances of winning are pretty much equal across the board. Yeah. Whether yeah. you know a lot or you don't know a lot, it really, truly doesn't matter. So that's one thing I really love about March Madness and would say for the person looking to get into basketball, it's it's I think that to me is the best because it's there's a lot happening. There is a celebrity status side of it. There's the the betting and the um and the bracket side of things, there's watch parties and all those things. And I think that becomes much more of a communal feel versus just sitting there and staring at um, at the screen. And I always tell people, so, you know, I have people who say, well, my boss's favorite team is the New York Mets, we'll call it. And follow the Mets on Instagram. Follow the Mets on some of these, these uh, platforms that are visual. Maybe mm -hmm. that's TikTok, yeah. whatever that might be, because you're still getting an idea of what's happening in the game or in the world of sports or world of that team, but you're not having to sit through laborious games and, and understand the, you know, the score and understand the, uh, if it's baseball, you know, what the pitcher's ERA is, all those things aren't important. And so just, you have that little slice of, of knowledge. And if I was helping you with, with talk about basketball and take you to a live game, because I think that yeah. there's something about going to a live game that intrigues that interest and, Maybe you have to grab a beer and you have an experience. And that's really what, it, to me, it's all about. If you really don't know what's happening, that's okay. I think you you kind of figure that out as you go along, little by little. But um, I think it's all about an experience. And then you can talk to someone and say, you know what? I don't know what the score was last night. But you know what? I, I, my favorite basketball, my favorite basketball experience or you know, you went to the game last night. Great. What'd you have for, what'd you have for dinner? What'd you have from the concession stands? Because I love the popcorn. Yeah. And that's what I love about sports because you can take the sporty side of it and turn it into a lot of different conversations. Uh -huh. We're talking basketball. We could start talking about Steph Curry and mm -hmm. his wife, um, who is a chef and has restaurants. And where do you like to go to eat? What's your favorite city to visit? Um, have you been to San Francisco where the, the Golden State Warriors arena is? Um, the Currys have the cutest little kids. How cool is that? Like, I mean, you can take these in. Do you have kids? What do you like to do with your kids? So you can take that sports conversation that someone might be trying to go down that path. If that's not for you, you can quickly change that to something that is of your wheelhouse. And that, I think, is sports, that common language and that common thread that goes between all of those things. What a great point. You can build the conversation once you get started and you, you don't have that that uh, glassy-eyed look of, mm -hmm. what the hell is lacrosse anyway? When, exactly. You know, I mean, and I, yeah, and I think there's nothing wrong with saying, I don't really know that much about lacrosse. I know they wear helmets, and they really don't wear a lot of padding, and they have this net stick thing. 
And so tell me about what's your favorite thing about lacrosse. What do you like about it? The guys, because I'm like you, I, I don't know a ton. I, we did a lacrosse 101, but that's really the yeah. baseline of, of my knowledge of lacrosse. I mean, uh, all I know is the guys can hit you with their stick, but the girls can't. Okay, well, and, noted. And that's it. I mean, I did not know it. that. Okay, that, that, learn that's something I new. <laughs> <laughs> I lived in New York for 20 years, and it was like, you know, my son was a wrestler, and I learned about wrestling. And these people would say, well, does he play lacrosse? And I'm going, uh, no, should he? And they go, oh, yeah. And then they start in on it. And my boss played lacrosse for like Boston College, I think, D1 level lacrosse. I'm going, what? Wow. How, how do you wait? Huh? Uh, and we didn't even started talking about professional sports that uh, I don't even have time for. It's like, give me a break. Come on. Those guys are paid a million dollars. And he can't kick the ball through two posts. Give me a give me a break. Come on. <laughs> He's got one job. One job. Kick the damn ball through the goal post. Anyway. Right. Right. Well, you're gonna have to teach me about wrestling. My my son, he's only four, but they have a little wrestling after school thing that they'll take him to go do. And um he I think he goes probably about fifty percent of the time, or he somehow gets himself in trouble and, and leaves. But I know nothing about wrestling. Oh, and it's so, amazing. Uh, it's kind of fun for him to come in and, and teach you the stance and he shows me his stance and things, but I mean, the actual strategy and granted he's four, there is no strategy. It's just to get him yeah. to show up uh, yeah. and, and not take a nap. So well, when, when he says, mommy, I'm going to do a one leg takedown, watch out. Okay. That's all you got to be careful. No, be careful. <laughs> okay, watch, noted. Out. watch out. One leg noted. takedown. Be careful. You're about to hit the floor. Um, yeah, I tell you, I, in all reality, I've got to give my wife, Carla, all the credit in the world. She was at every wrestling match while I was on an airplane flying somewhere to, to do something else with business. I got to see a lot of them, but not as many as I wish I could have at the time. Mm -hmm. And she knows how it is scored. She knows what to do. And the parents and the coaches are yelling at these two guys on the mat the whole time they're out there trying to do their thing, you know? And the one, the one thing that, that just made me stop in my tracks when I was at a wrestling match, there's this thing called cross face. Cross face okay. is when you take your arm, the forearm, and you place it across the face of your opponent in a very rapid and uh, vicious manner. In other oh. words, you knock the crap out of the guy in his face. You'd, you know, you'd break his nose. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Noted. If that could, that's coming at me, I better all duck and dodge that one. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So all of a sudden, I'm sitting there in the stands, and I've, I hear these mothers going, cross face, cross face, now cross face. I'm going, what is that? She said, I want him to hit him in the face. What? <laughs> what? These are high school kids. These are high school kids. Yeah, and you're telling him calm to Calm down, to, ladies. It's in the system. It's a part of the sport. Hush, watch. And it's, it, it was just, it was really funny, but Carla knows it all because she went to the, to the matches and she learned how it all works. And there was a community of people whose children wrestled mm -hmm. and they were getting, they were getting D1 scholarships at some Midwest schools and some mm -hmm. Northeast schools. It's, it's not in the South, but boy, howdy up there. It's a big deal in Nebraska. It's a big deal. Absolutely. At Iowa, you know? So it's, it's incredible, Absolutely. but it all goes back to the whole idea of commonality. And if you know, at least a little bit about the sports that people are talking about, and frankly, Amy, don't you find that people are always talking about sports? Yes. 
Yes. Right or and wrong? That, I, right I, or wrong? And some I think people are going to say. Partially, maybe it's to me because they, no, they know yeah. what I do. Yeah. And it's it's really kind of funny because my husband will be and I'll be out at something and they start talking to him about sports. And he's like, talk to my wife. I I really I don't I don't follow baseball or basketball or, you know, if it's not my if it's not my football team, then I don't I don't know what's going on. So yeah. it is. It's kind yeah. of funny. But yes, you do. I do find it. Well, it's. I think conversations, especially as you talk about holiday parties and all these things, is that it gets to be, it gets to be really boring, to be honest, right? You're going, yeah. okay, Morris, so tell me, gosh, it's cold out today. Yeah, it is. It is cold, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, I wore my boots. Yeah, my boots. It's in, I brought my jacket. My, not my heavy one, but my, you know, and then we go, okay, so what are you doing for the holidays? Okay, what are you, <laughs> it, it is just, it gets to be so like doldrum and so boring that oh, totally. you're not going to talk about politics. You're not going to probably talk about much of what's on the news because that's all contentious. Right. And so being able to say, hey, you know what? Um, World Cup is happening. Do you like soccer? Have you been to Argentina? I mean, whatever it might be. And, and being able to have that just maybe a little bit more of a spicy conversation versus the fact that you wore your winter boots out today um, is always a bonus, I think, for everybody involved. Oh, I do too. And again, it's right back to commonality and being able to be in the conversation. And once you're in the mm -hmm. conversation, then you have the opportunity to build a relationship, which is what it's all about, mm -hmm. whether it's, whether it's uh, you know social or business, we all want to build a relationship. That's what makes mm -hmm. the world go around, if you will. Would you agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. So specifically, how do you help me? If, I, if I'm out there and I'm, I pretty well am uh, outside of college football, I pretty well am a sports nerd. I, I don't know what it's all about. And my word, the, my, my brother-in-law is a baseball guy. And he will actually sit in front of a baseball game with the, the I don't know what to call it, the scoring pad. And he's keeping score mm -hmm. on all these different metrics going on in the game and for each individual player and all this kind of mm -hmm. stuff. And I'm looking and going, Tim, I don't look at that many metrics in a business. Uh, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. if I I was running uh, a large chunk of a business at one point in time in my career, and I used to look at some very important metrics in the millions of dollars. There weren't that many that there are in baseball. <laughs> it's just incredible. Oh my gosh. You are, you are not wrong on that. I, I, so here's how, here's how I look at sports and how I, if you walked up to me and said, I know nothing. I would tell you to subscribe to our email, to our email publication and or our podcast. And what we do on the email publication is it's a three minute read three times a week. Uh, because I believe that we all learn if it, we don't, we, none of us have enough time. You and I are already talking about that. We don't have enough time. And if it's not entertaining, you're not going to learn from it. Yeah. And so for, for that, for that purpose, we cover what's happening in the world of sports, but in a really easy to understand way. And the reason we do it um, three times a week is I want you to be able to digest it. Mm -hmm. I find sometimes I read these these newsletters and I love them, the business ones in the morning, and I might pull one thing out of it. But then I can't remember what the heck else I read because they're yeah. long, they're involved. Yeah. And then it, by tomorrow, it's in a whole new new set of news, a new news cycle. Right. And so uh, for me, it, that's that's kind of why I, I am a product or a customer of my own product. Um, the reason I know as much as I do about the world of sports is because of my brother. And he's my co-founder, and he is that sports nut. He is the guy that can come up to you and talk to you about lacrosse and rugby 
and other random things that she wanted to throw out there because that's what he does and that's what he loves. And so the, I I don't have the time to watch the Sports Center and follow every team on Twitter and do all the things that he does. And so that's where the information comes from. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of fun to be the one who receives that information and says, ooh, what's interesting? Let me break that down, then I do the write-up itself. And so um, I learn a lot, and I try to find the things that I find interesting um, and that I think other people would find interesting in being able to work it into a conversation. So um, let's see. For instance, we're talking about NFL season. Um, you know, t- We all know Tom Brady's not having the best year, and he's having a, a rough year personally. But uh, something kind of fun is Mr. Irrelevant, who uh, it, it's a nickname given to the last player of the NFL draft. And Mr. Irrelevant. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's neat. Yes. And so Mr. Irrelevant, uh, Brock Purdy, plays for the San Francisco 49ers. Uh-huh. Their quarterback went out. He went into the game. He was the first Mr. Irrelevant ever to, I believe, pass for a touchdown. More to come right after this. Okay, you've heard me talk about a Lego, but you, you really need to understand this. It's it's just amazing. Your buyers, your prospects, they want to work with sales professionals who know how to make the sales process relevant to them and their needs, while still giving them the independence that they want so that they can navigate the buying journey on their own. Don't you find that to be the case? The buyers, the people, the prospects, they want to be in control. They want to navigate that journey themselves. Well, a Lego was built for this. Everything that we do is designed to help you both your sales professionals and your prospects have the experience that they want and need to be successful. With a Lego sales enablement, you can train your sales professionals with learning that's delivered in the flow of work and coach with practical insights from the field. You can equip those professionals with relevant content that's easy to find in the moment right when they need it. And it allows them to connect sellers and buyers with personalized and convenient experience. Check out alego.com and see for yourself. That's alego.com, A-L-L-E-G-O.com. Give it a spin and schedule a demo for today. And then he started the game and he beat Tom Brady. Oh my. And his parents are in the crowd and they're crying because I read this somewhere. His parents bought the tickets to the Niners Bucks game so they could see Tom Brady play, <laughs> not having any really idea that their son would be starting this game against Tom Brady and then uh-huh. just absolutely demolish he and the Bucks. So that's to me is the Mr. Relevance kind of funny and it's a it's an interesting spin of yeah, did you know that's the last the, the name the nickname they get the last person drafted, and they really quite honestly never really do anything. But there is a Mister Irrelevant Club, like they have a website, <laughs> they do charitable things together and stuff. But um, to me, the, that's how I take it. Where you know you can incorporate the Tom Brady and Giselle thing yeah. and Mister Irrelevant. So I, we try to take it where it's not about who really the wins and losses and the points. It's okay. His parents, and and we do this on our Instagram page. We have daily conversation starters every Monday through Friday. And the video was of his dad being so proud, basically sobbing in the stands, watching his son score his first touchdown as a, as a starting quarterback. Wow. And so that is the stuff where it, it's, it's spinning it that way versus sort of the sporty box score kind of way, if mm-hmm. you will. Yeah. 
Amy, that's a great story. That is absolutely incredible. And I've learned something new. Mr. Irrelevant. i got to remember that. Mm-hmm. Hey, tell, <laughs> tell me this. Now, you know, I mean, there are folks out there that are going to say, and you made a business out of this? Well, of course you did. And there's so many folks out there with some creative, outstanding, maybe outside the lines, outside the box kind of thinking that build very nice businesses. And you built one here. Congratulations. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. So tell me this, and, and we'll we'll wrap it up here and let you get off to, to other things. But what do you think as a business owner is one or two of the, the practical things that you think a business owner has to do to improve their effectiveness and efficiency in their business? Oh, my gosh. That is um, – don't don't judge me based on what my desk looks like right now because uh, <laughs> it's, it's overflowing with all things, everything. Yeah, um, yeah. I would say the things that have really truly helped me the most um, is some sort of – because for me, I, I, I run last night's game, but I also am an adjunct professor – um, and I also am the vice chair of an angel investing group. So I have a lot of, and then I have a small child and all the things. So I have a lot of things on my plate. So for me, mm-hmm. one of the best things I've done is I hired a um, um, productivity coach who came in for like three hours. I mean, it wasn't a big, it wasn't a big lift in terms of a financial contribution, mm-hmm. but she helped me sort of organize how I operate because there were so many moving pieces and so many things coming at me that to me, that made me more efficient and more effective. Um, so that was a big thing that I would say, um, that's an efficiency type of thing and a a way to get more, get more done in the, in a small amount of time we have. And then I would say, um, I would say listen slash research slash research. So I am very big on feedback as a gift. I think it's really important to ask people for feedback to listen, but to also listen to their feedback and not just say, Oh, they don't know what they're talking about because there's something relevant there. And so to me, that is, that is a big piece of, and a challenge that I see when, when working with other small businesses is that sort of founder, the blinders that founders tend to have on where you aren't willing to see what others are seeing and maybe make an adjustment, which could help your business soar. But with that also being said is doing the research, seeing what's out there, learning from others' mistakes, learning from others' successes. And so I would say those kind of two things to me are ways to maximize your output, but also um, do it efficiently. Because I, I, I agree with you, there's there, we're being pulled in so many different directions as a, as a business founder, but really, as, as we all know, as an individual, period, we're being mm-hmm. pulled in 17 different directions. Oh, yeah. So how do you focus the things that on the things that you need to do? And one of the things I like to do um, from an effective standpoint or efficiency is I think it's called the Pomodoro method. And I don't yes. even remember where I heard it from. But you set your timer for 20 minutes and you do one task for yes. 20 minutes. Yes. And my gosh, it's amazing what you can get done. Isn't it, though? It really is instead of doing 17 things at once and getting none of them done, you're doing one thing and you're done in probably 10 minutes versus the 20 minutes you even needed. It's amazing. Near Eyal wrote a book called uh, in, in, uh, oh golly, I can't remember the name now, but there's another one Cal Newport wrote called deep work where he talks about 
spending time focused on one thing because multitasking is a is a myth. It's not true. It doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And it's not what we do. We jump rapidly from one thing to another, and therefore we don't ever get deep enough to really get into anything. And we could talk about that for another 30 minutes. But <laughs> it's uh, it's Absolutely. an amazing thing, but I agree with you. Pomodoro works well, and just, just getting into focus and deep work makes all the difference. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Amy, thank you so much. This has been such a fun conversation and uh, a profitable conversation, one that will help us all, I think, as we move forward. So thanks again for being on the business of sales. Thank you so much, Morris, for having me. And do I say, you know, go Auburn? Absolutely. War Eagle. Go Tigers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. Uh, we're sitting home this this bowl season, but that's okay. Hey, have a that's great right. There's always next year. That's right. Always. <laughs> that That's a line we use a lot. Amy, have a great day. Thank you so much again for being on the business of sales. And for everybody else out there, go make it a great one. Go make it a great one. Find somebody new, make a connection, have a great time. And I'll see you again next week right here on the business of sales. Wasn't that fun? Amy Siegfried Last night's game, boy, howdy, that just really is a neat, neat idea for a business, don't you think? A couple of things that I got from Amy right off the bat, she hired a productivity coach, and I'm going to find out who that is and have them on the show, too, because that just is a neat idea. She said, you got to ask for feedback. That was important. And then I learned who Mr. Irrelevant is, the last guy to get drafted in the NFL football draft. That was interesting to me. And finally, Learn from other people. Read the stuff. Read what other people are doing. Get interested in what they're doing and how they've done it well and how maybe they haven't done it well. And then you can use that to apply that to your business. Have a great week. Enjoy. And uh, I hope to see you again right here next week on The Business of Sales. 